Hello and welcome back Boneheads. This is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, welcome back. On today's episode, episode 14, we're going to be talking about our custom team competition entries. We're also going to be doing Bonehead Basics Halflings and the usual games, hobby and star players. Also, today, we are joined by Craig to talk about Halflings. Hey Craig, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Good. So, we do this with all of our guests. We have to make sure your credentials are there. So, (laughs) first of all... How long have you been wargaming for? Oh, probably about 20 to 22 years now. That's crazy. To be fair, I've known you for 19 years, so that's... Yeah. That, that in <laughs> itself is absolutely crazy. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get into it? Um, I used to go to Beatty's Hobby Store in Southampton. Oh man, I loved that shop. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> they used to sell all the Airfix stuff. It was where the train people used to dwell. Yeah. <laughs> but over the road and just down some was Games Workshop, and we're coming out of it thinking, that's where I need to go. Yeah. And then, yeah, that... It was it was literally, like, five shops and a street across, like, it was like, you could see it, it was a hundred yards away. Yeah. And then they started bringing out, like, other games to challenge them, and now they're broke, so it didn't work out very well. But... No, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was my slow descent into wargaming. Uh, so, Blood Bowl. When did you first get into Blood Bowl? Oh, probably with you and Ian. Maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, that was that kind of before you, but about university time or before you, before uni, way before uni. Before university, and then obviously we had our own uni league. That was well, awesome. you and me yeah. watching NFL playing Blood Bowl every Sunday. I would go to university, collect Craig. He'd come round mine. Grandma would cook a roast dinner yeah. and make him eat it because she didn't trust him <laughs> to feed himself. And then we'd play like two, three games of Blood Bowl using like shared teams. Naturally, because it's me, there was a spreadsheet, and we'd develop these teams. Oh, it was really good times. That was good times, yes. Yeah, so I've been playing, obviously, I had a bit of a hiatus after that until yeah. Wobble Season 1, really. Which is just about three, four years ago now. Yeah, jeez. We're about to go into Wobble Season 5. Yeah. So that's brilliant, that's brilliant. So, we're going to be talking about Halflings today. Yep. Have you played some Halfling games? I have played some Halfling games. Okay, now we got uh, chastised previously because we brought <laughs> Lewis on to talk about undead teams. And uh, obviously the first thing we said is, hey, he's here to talk about undead and he's never won a game. And everyone was kind of a bit, uh, is this worthwhile? But we never said that he was an expert. <laughs> we just said he was the most experienced. <laughs> the most experienced. And while you do have the credit of being the most experienced Halfling player within our group, yes. now Rick has gone to France, <laughs> have you won a game with Halflings? I have. Fantastic. I've been on the other end of that. Yes. My first game against Craig was a 3-0 <laughs> whipping at the hands oh, of Halflings. Fantastic. Well, there you go, listeners. We actually have a quantifiable reason for having <laughs> them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Right, we're going to move on to news now. So into the news segment, and the first thing I would like to talk about is we've got the Iron Man of Blood Bowl, Rick, from our local club. He has left us. Not only has he left us, he has left the country, almost. It's disgusting. Yeah, he's he's moved moved his whole family to France, and now has managed to get himself commuting back to England to work. (laughs) So occasionally he can still play in the leagues, that's fantastic. So just wanted to say a congratulations, Rick, and uh, we hope you and your family have a great time out there, and that uh, that promise of a gaming chalet available to us like, is, is, is there. Yeah, I will be making a pilgrimage once a year <laughs> yeah. on the date that you left. Yeah, the anniversary. Which I think was um, Brexit Day, the original Brexit Day anyway. I think it, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we celebrated Rixit with tears. <laughs> Rixit. <laughs> 
But yeah, Rick, all the best. So, on to actual Blood Bowl news. Yes. Rich, what have we got this week? Um, as always, it seems to just be a single Kickstarter. We've got a new Goblin team coming out by uh, Games and Miniatures uh, called Gob Freak Stars. Okay, so on the Kickstarter, that is Gob Freak Stars Fantasy Football by Games and Miniatures. That's the one. So, these are goblins based on clowns and the circus, and they're freaky. They are, actually. That yeah. is a true story. Now, I'm not afraid of clowns. They put me on edge a little weren't afraid of clowns. But no, no, I could still deal with them. I, I love these guys. I think they're great. And I want one of their um, one of their guys as one of my star players, to be honest, because he's going to stand out really well. That's a good point, actually. And this, I think any one of these guys would work for the fan favourite Goblin, the yeah, Hooligan. very much so. However, they seem to be doing pretty well so far. Yeah. So they're at 1638 out of 2,585 British pounds with 24 days to go. Yeah. They're in Italy. So... They're well on the way to hitting the target. They can't have been live for very many days. No, only a, a couple of three days, I think. But they're doing really well, considering. They've got a, a full team gets you ten gobos, a bomber, a loony, a fanatic, a pogoer, and two trolls, as well as all the free, um, free stretch goals that they unlock. And that's 57 quid. There is a ton of stretch goals there. Yeah, there, there's loads. Tokens, markers, balls, star players, cheerleaders, coach, and a couple that I can't even work out what they're going to be. Like, there's, there's a guy on what looks like a wooden ball. In the, in the shadow <laughs> and another one down the bottom that looks almost like a, a death rollery type of thing it's huge that one on the bottom could that be the squig star player oh what madcap yeah Migs. oh it could be it could be but it's, it's interesting and I like it when they do these um these, these silhouetted oh, pictures because you really want to unlock it tricycle star man so the stretch goals look pretty good but the models themselves the sculpts are really really well done so it's all 3D yeah. it's all rendered the theme is there. The goblins are a bit long. Um, the goblins are kind of tall, and they remind me of the DC one that we saw yep. uh, a bit back. Yeah, they've got that that more of a cartoony feel, haven't they, about them? I um, can see them fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I can definitely Spider-Man or one of the Batman comics. Bat- yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that's a really good point. cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They, they are missing a Doom Diver, but apparently that's in creation at the moment, as a digital... Um, be... But they haven't actually done, so I'll be interested to see how that works out. I wonder if that will be one of the one of the stretch goals, or whether they'll just chuck it in there as well. I think they may chuck it in there, provided it's successful. That'll be really cool. I really hope that it's like Dumbo esque and it's just a goblin with massive ears, because <laughs> I think that would fit in so well it with the rest the of the kind that. of uh, circusy thing. How much for the team? Fifty-seven quid. It's a tenner to get it delivered, so you're around that same sort of figure again, sixty, seventy yeah. quid for a team. Yeah. That's on the cheaper end of it, isn't it? Yes, yeah, because you get a lot of them now, 75, 85 yeah. sort of area. But the guys have, have done it before, so they're not new to it. Um, they is, did yeah. the Occult Predators, the Dark Elf team that we spoke about previously, um, and did quite well out of that as well. So they're dipping the toe in a, in a slightly different vein. Because the Dark Elf ones, if I remember rightly, were really quite serious looking and very well done. So it's good to see them branching out and seeing what else they may come up with in the future as well, to be honest. Right. Where are the trolls? The trolls are the are the um, the goblins on stilts. Oh right! Oh, they're pretty cool. Yeah, the fanatic is brilliant, and he can be reposed. He can be reposed. He can be reposed. Not a lot. Basically, you can either have the ball dragon behind him. Oh, yeah. Or he can be standing on a alternative stand. Right, I like the fact that he stands on the ball. It's because the guy who came out of the Zarbags warband for yeah Underworlds, he's. Just main, he's basically contained inside his base. Yeah, which is really perfect for Blood Bowl. All the other fanatic models go very far beyond their square, which can make it a bit tricky. 
So I like the fact that he's standing on that. That's quite cool. The pogo jumper's really good. The chainsaw's creepy. Yeah, the, the chainsaw is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's just like nightmare fuel. <laughs> so can you buy bits and pieces of this separately? Yep, you can buy it all separately. Um, it's six euros for a standard goblin, for like the line gobbos. Eight euros for the the secret weapon positionals or otherwise, yeah, I can, and I can, twelve for the big. Boys. I can definitely see picking up the secret weapons on their own, just on just because they're great. If you didn't want the whole team, you could do that. I mean, I know that the postage is prohibitive, but if you go halves with a few guys from the club or whatever, I think yeah, it'd be really knowledgeable, doesn't it? And supporting a really great team. Estimated delivery February twenty twenty. Yeah, that yeah. looks really good. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with that, to be honest. So that's it for Kickstarter? That's it for Kickstarter, unfortunately. There really isn't a lot going on or at all. That's Nothing on Indiegogo. Indiegogo is dried up completely with all that sort of stuff. We had a couple or three beforehand, but there's just nothing coming through there yeah. now. Well, Games Workshop are powerhousing through, so they've got their Halflings previewed, but with no yeah. release date yet. No. So I reckon that'll be in about a month or so. So It's about a six-week delay, isn't it, normally? They haven't even showed the Treeman yet. So I do wonder whether they rushed the halflings. Not necessarily rushed at the design, but they were like, oh, let's get those done. Let's get them shown anyway, just so we can be like, hey, Blood Bowl is still alive. Yeah. And they still may, may have quite a window for the treatment, maybe. Are, are there any more conventions or anything coming up um, soon where they could push it in to, to boost it a little further? Uh, when's, well, Gen Con's not till summer, is it? August? No, we've had the two big American ones, Gamma and Adepticon. Yeah. They don't make use of the UK ones, really. Oh, but no, there is the UK Game Expo. Oh, that's true. They released stuff last year, didn't they? they I think they well. did, yeah. And you know what, Blood Bowl being more board game centric, they might do something do there. Do something, yeah. Quite possibly. It'd be good to see, even if it's to release a couple of star players. On the Games Workshop front, some of the new models they've released, I can't think of anything that's standing out as being great for Blood Bowl, with the exception of the Warcry oh, previews. Man. Again at Adepticon. Yeah. Do you I, see those, the big yeah, armor guys? I want to make another human team just out of those Chaos Boys. They've, the models are really great, and I think they could be adjusted to build almost any team. Yeah, you really could. And I know they're going to bring out loads more stuff, but then themselves, the well, the metal guys, the iron forged or something. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what they are. That does sound like very games worth shopping at. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're, they're really good. The ogre is an absolute beast. I can see picking up some of that to just put together into a team or designing a new team for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and talking of designing new teams, uh, the competition that we were running finished yesterday. It did. So we've got all the entries in together and we're going to be talking about that in our first topic. Great entries and it was great fun to see everyone's everyone's input on that. And talking about the last episode... I'd love to take this minute, as we don't have a lot of news, to just quickly talk through the Bonehead Bowl rules. Yes. So this is our mixed team, optional, tournament that we're running on the 29th of June Yes. in Poole, UK, which is down south. It's not too hard to get to from most places. No, it's straightforward. Loads of parking down there as well. Yeah, the location is pretty good. So if you are available and you're up for it, come along. So just a quick overview. Our rules are on a page and they're on the Bonehead Bowl page as well. We're going to have a one-day, three-match event. We'll use Swiss format to, to run through it. The point system's really the same as most ones. But the the special thing about ours is that it is an 1100 roster creation. Again, mm-hmm. rather standard. Yeah, quite standard. But you can have a mixed roster team. So in the rules pack, there are alignments. So you can mix lawful and neutral or chaotic and neutral or neutral and neutral you can mix any two apart from lawful and chaos yes. but the idea is that you have to take at least four players from either one of your mixed teams mm-hmm. you don't have to run a mixed team if you wanted to run just amazon 
that would be absolutely fine. But you could run an Amazon Chaos team or an Ogre, the Halfling team, if you're going for extra, <laughs> extra stunty points. Uh, I don't think I'd actually thought about that mix. That's, no. that's a terrible idea. <laughs> if anyone brings that to the tournament, you will have a bow and pod on me <laughs> for that one, because that's just aiming high. So the idea is you pick your one team or your two teams, and from that you get your skill allowance. So it's got the standard tier 1, 2, 3. If you take two tier 1 teams, you will get two lots of two normal skills that can be used on any player from either of the teams. So if you took a tier 1 team and a tier 3 team, you would get two normal skills and two normal or doubles. You can spread that around. So if you want doubles on your Wood Elves, you're going to have to take a split team with one of the other tiers. Yeah. Which means you're going to have to take at least four players from that other team to make it to make it that split team. So it's kind of like attacks. The idea is I want to see some interesting builds and you know extra points if you paint it up so it looks like one unique team as well. I'm planning that, and I've already started buying minis to be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been buying minis for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um it's exciting. We had um we had quite a bit of um we had quite a bit of good feedback when we did the the sessions with Rick. Yeah. Towards the, the very beginning of, of doing all of this, and a lot of people wanted to know a bit more. Um, one of the guys in pool was actually considering doing a mixed team tournament oh. and then was unable to do so. But that's right. We're doing it now instead. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I asked him first to <laughs> make sure it was all right. Absolutely. I know it was our rules, and our, our idea, and everything, but it's always polite, isn't it? But yeah, so it's it's good to be able to get it off the ground. The the, the guys at Entoyment where we're holding it at pool are, are being really accommodating. It's a huge amount of space up there, and it, it's hopefully going to be an awesome day. Uh, the more people to come, the better the prizes will be, but there will be good prize support from us and from Entoyment. Entoyment uh, are well behind this. It's, it's yeah. brilliant, really. Really, it's really is good. We're just looking to have a really fun day with some crazy teams and, and just have a really good laugh. Now, because it's mixed teams, we haven't gone for NAF, NAF sanctioning, but um, we're hoping that's not going to matter too much. We are also sponsoring another tournament at the end of August, which is the Secret Carnage Cup. We are going to be sponsoring that. Myself and Randall are going to that. Which is so cool. Yeah, I double-checked that it was all right to bring Randall. Randall's going to his first tournament, and he's taken a Beastman team. So we were going to that at the end of August, 31st of August, at, I think it's fourth Planet Games, middle of Wrexham. There are only limited tickets. He's not looking to get a huge number of people. And just 10, 12 guys down there have a laugh and a joke. He wants loads of fluff. If you've got ideas about what you want to do, and he's his idea, right... If you've got one of these secret teams, say you had uh, a Beastman team. So it's the, the Fumble secret teams. It's the Fumble secret teams yeah. and the My Dugout teams. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah you know, I've not considered those teams. Four in there as well. But you can choose any of them. But if you, say for example, one, if you're the Beastman team and you want Ripper, right? You want that big trial in your team. You can go to him and say, this is my story as to why Ripper would be part of my team. And uh, he'll sanction it or not. See, I love that. That's really cool. And provide you put the effort in, and it's a viable reason within potentially within law or anything else. Yeah, yeah, you can have Ripper. Well, if you if you bump me the link to, I assume he's got an event on Facebook. Yeah, it's only just been set up. Fantastic, and I'll put it in the show notes for the episode. Yeah, but um, yeah. So if anybody's looking to come to that, do so, and you'll meet Killer Randall. Ah, uh, I don't recommend playing against Randall. No, he will look you in the eyes. Murder. That's how he's going to kill your players. This and guy's do so. going to die. No? <laughs> You're all going to die down here. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah my, my son is part of the Umbrella Corporation. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Talking of sons, how uh, uh, how's George's education going, Craig? Managed to sit him down and play a board game or war game with him yet? 
Not yet, no, no, he's been doing some painting. Oh, that's cool. He's been, um... Oh, the dinosaurs. Focusing on dinosaurs at the minute, all things dino. Um, maybe I'll get him a, uh... Lizardman team. Yeah, a little Lizardman yeah. or a cold, you know, maybe a couple of cold ones to start with, but, uh... Yeah, I think the Lizardman's the way to go. Anything with big teeth, a bit grip perhaps, is the Well, maybe in a couple of years' time, he will be, uh... He'll be good to go, and we can get him playing some sevens or some, uh, some blitz ball. That's the, that's the goal. That's the dream. Start them young. That's what I did. <laughs> we can actually have a kids' league in a few years' time. That's very exciting. We could actually, we? The Wobble Kids League. Okay, so games, hobby, building, buying, things like that. We'll start with you today, Craig. What have you been playing? Been playing you can football. Be... Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the correct good start. answer. That is what we're here to talk about. Yeah, so I've been playing a bit of Blood Bowl, but I've also been prepping for an AOS tournament, a mm. tournament with, uh, with Ian at the end of the week. Yeah, Ian's the chat we had on the, the show to talk about goblins. He's, He's the award-winning guy, isn't he? Yeah, Ian, yeah. the award, multiple award-winning guy. That's the one, yeah. Yes. He's finally just started to paint the bases properly, anyway. Bone, a lot of bone, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the tournament coming up on Saturday? On Saturday, yes. How are you feeling about it? Uh, well, we're running two tier three teams. It so, is. It uh, is literally. You're going for the stunty cup of Sigma. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. really think Sigma needs tiering, and it needs a stunty cup, and it should be the rubbish ones like your weird. So Beast Core Raiders and Iron Jaws. That's it. Tag teaming for the win. That's it. If we if we get if we get one game, if we win one game, I'll be happy. That was um, my goal. At actually, that wasn't even my goal at Birmingham. I was like, I don't even care, and I won a game, and because I won a game. I was so happy. I yeah. was like, the rest of it was a free roll. So, yeah, aiming for one game out of... Is it a one-day? It's a one-day event. Three yes. games? Three games. Yeah, see, one game out of three, I'm sure, if you, you get absolutely destroyed in your first match, and you get put with, you know, someone who can barely see. <laughs> That's the aim. That's the aim. Or at least if we get to the third match and we're just up against... And the important thing is you take the Games Workshop new dice, where the logos look so similar for ones and sixes, that the hard of seeing can you be like, no, 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 they're ones. Yeah. No, they're ones. They're sixes. But they were ones a minute ago. No. <laughs> no, no, you were quite mistaken. So I think that's a good strategy. You've got there, Craig. Yeah. For that. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, now I've been playing with my slam team. Um, got absolutely annihilated by James in the last match. Uh, uh, oh, you, so you played him. Who did what, you play James's elves? I played James's elves. Yeah. Mm. Um, slam versus elves is not a kind matchup. <laughs> It's agility versus better agility, speed versus better speed, um, armor value versus a better armor value. Oh, man. But actually, how many games did you get in with this land this season? Uh, I got four games in with them this season. And those your first, essentially the first games but, you had with them? Yeah, that's my first season with land. Yeah, and did, how was what was your result in the end? Um, I won one, lost three. Okay, that's fine. Who did you beat? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, no, that was, that was like one of your first games, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, it was Simon, actually. Oh, Simon. Oh, I beat the Wood Elves, then. You beat, yeah, I beat Wood Elves. Wood Elves yeah. yeah, we just focus on the linemen. So, <laughs> so no, how, how do you find the Slam? They're a really interesting team to play. Um, despite everyone having Leap, you have to not use Leap, I, have, I find. I have read that that is the... the That's ridiculous. Let's <laughs> just no built-in re-rolls. Um, so if you if you fail your leap, you have to use your team reroll. And I assume because they're uh, an expanded team, they're something like sixty or seventy k rerolls. I bet if they um yeah they're fifty or sixty. I don't think they're okay. too expensive, but um, yeah. You, you still you use them. I've got four 
re-rolls and I usually burn through them before the end of the first half <laughs> yeah no I, I, I can get that I, I, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't get to play against them um, just because it, I've not come across them at all even as Kislev on BB2 no, maybe we're playing them I just, just, not I very just often. haven't come across one uh, which is a bit of a shame because they look like so much fun and they look like a really different challenge to make because yeah sure leap is natural Mostly threes for your team and a couple of twos there. Aren't yeah, yeah, twos for the catchers. But you you can't fight that. I mean, everyone hates wood elf. Um, ward answers. Yeah, everyone hates ward answers because they can just leap and just do stuff. Playing against an entire team of that is kind of it's got to be really edgy from a defense yeah. point of view. And I'm not good on the defense with my skaven really. So I would have been I would have been very interested to to do that because I think in a rock paper scissors way, I think Sam would have the edge on skaven. Because all my guys are sevens, as well. If it wasn't for your gutter runners, well, I, I, would, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, that, that, that ability to just burst out of a out of a tight spot, jumping yeah. two squares with a lino with a bit so with a catcher, anybody. I reckon they could have great defence, but I think they probably need to skill up first. To, yeah, you definitely need to skill up blitzers without block. Leap. Did they, did they not start with block? No. Nope. Oh, that's isn't. rubbish. I'm surprised you don't see more at tournaments then. But then yeah. they're the outlying teams, aren't they? That aren't necess- that they don't have to be in tournaments when they're NAF sanctioned, um, because there's not a lot of models for them. I imagine it's quite difficult. And that's the other thing, isn't it? It's, it's the fact that you either got to proxy them yeah. or go out of your way to try and create them, and, and people don't necessarily want to do that. That's what you did, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. So I used the um, I used the Croxcore. Uh, sorry, the Croxcore is the um, Crute. Crute miniatures. Yeah. Yes, I used the Crute for them. Um, however, I'm I'm currently waiting on a box of the Kings of War Riverguard proper frog-looking mm-hmm. oh, guys. Brilliant! So it's ten for about eighteen quid. That's right. good. Which isn't too shabby. The Kings of War stuff are really decently priced. They are metal models, so it'll be a metal. bit of work getting them ready. But they'll be a definite slam look then. I mm. feel. Ah, that's sweet. Okay, Rich, what about you? What have you been playing? I played a couple of matches recently. One against uh, James. Oh, this was great. James James called me out on my call out of him, and I completely forgot about it. Where I challenged his um his dwarves, current dwarves, to my forest goblins. So this is James the Dwarf Lord, the James previous Dwarf. reigning champion of Wobble. Yes. With the reigning championship team of dwarves, which were yes. something like fourteen. 1500 TV. It was, yeah, 1430. That was after a redraft. As well. That was after a redraft. So, yeah, I think he dropped a few hundred. Um, I took my um, 1100 um, team from the Stunty Cup. Well, was it the Stunty Cup roster you were running? It was. Oh, so it, was, it was the Stunty Cup roster. So it was the Stunty League one. Stunty League one. So it was the Stunty League Forest Goblins, and then I had 300 and something thousand in inducements. And the thing is, with your 1100, you were already running Chomper and Stomper, I you? was already running Chomper <laughs> and Stomper. But I did only have two rerolls. Yeah, okay. And I didn't change that. I didn't okay. I didn't amend any of it. I literally just took that yeah. and then added. So what did you take for inducements? I took Gong the Giant Gorilla, <laughs> which was great. I took a keg and I took an extra reroll. Brilliant. So I made use of everything. Yeah. Um, I lost 2-1. But... I caused pain to dwarves, and it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, so I was playing Lewis in the final on a different table, and the moral victory was won on you, like, first, second turn? Oh, yeah, I killed a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I with killed gong. a dwarf with Gong the giant gorilla. 
and and yeah, that was pretty awesome to see. It was great, and it went backwards and forwards, and it was a turn sixteen touchdown as well. It was right at the end. Um, so that goes one step towards answering the question of can stunty league teams handle regular teams? Yes, they can. But Dwarves versus any kind of goblin team is always a really bad matchup. Yeah. Tackle destroys the fact that everyone has dodge. Block destroys the fact that nobody has block. And especially for your guys, because, I mean, you did really well because of your... Well, the plan was to do really well because of your snab. Yeah. Um, snab skill on your stickers. Yep. Which was probably of no use against Wolves. Absolutely none. No, he wipes them out real quick. The chances <laughs> of rolling a ten on two d six, I think, is basically the same as rolling a six on one dice. So yeah. Looking at natural, like natural sixes, to just break his armor. Yeah, it it um, wasn't pretty. It was difficult. Although I did um, do two successful argue the calls one after the other <laughs> to keep the stabbers on for a little bit. But yeah, it was it was good fun to be honest. It was two one's fun. not bad. I was chuffed with that. That's a good result. Yeah. Against the dwarfs, that's that's really good. Yeah, I was chuffed. So yes, they will be back. So that's one game. The other game was against Random. Ah, uh, this is the one. This is why I was a bit confused. See, this is the one where it's for the Secret Cup, yeah. Secret Carnage. He played his roster that he's planning on taking, and I took my roster, which I'm planning on taking. So, what are you taking? Adult Forest Goblin. Right. <laughs> Basically, in in Fumble, there are two Forest Goblin teams: a Stunty one, yeah, and a Big Boy one. The Stunty League is one little sub thing, and then the secret teams are a, a different, different again. Yeah. And they've got Forest Goblins in there, but the difference is they've got Savage Orcs. They've got four Savage Orcs. Yeah, are they strength three or strength four? Strength three, seven, three, three, seven. Friends. Frenzy Thick Skull. Oh, that's cool. So it's quite handy. I put Juggernaut on two of them. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. for the crowd surfing. A troll, River Troll. It's basically the same as a normal troll. Yeah. Two Spider Riders. Are they the same as these? No. Oh, okay. Um, seven, four, three, nine. They're strength four? Yeah, they're strength four. Well, that's interesting. So they start becoming a bit more of a, a piece. probably more appropriate because they're strength Two. No, they're strength three. They're strength three and two. Yeah. With two heads. The, the skills are completely different to one another. It's insane. But they had shadowing and tentacles. That's cool. Now on strength four, that's really handy. Yeah. And wound Randall up to no end. <laughs> so what was, what was Randall running? Randall was running Beastman. Oh, I love this team. So he ran two Ungors. Yeah. Four Bestigors. So that's the Beastman Chaos Warrior there. Yep, effectively. But there's one less armour, I think, somehow. One less armour, but they have horns. Yeah. Um, three Gores, which are alignment. Yeah. And he took both Minotaurs. Oh, so he was running an absolute beef team. Oh, it was brutal. That's amazing. And I beat him just... What was the score? 2-1 to me, on a turn 16. Oh, and I had to blitz and dodge to get out of it did he play well he played really well and I said to him right at the beginning I'm going to play you like it was a tournament and That's I was cool. fouling the hell out of his piece minor tour went down I had people all over it he dealt with it no tantrums no silliness no no sulking just got on with it so are you running star early star players I, pure, I tried gong the giant gorilla yeah oh, is that after your success with James no hold on no so yeah that was with them so he's one that I would have to attempt to try and oh, bring on I see. And, and, yeah. and and push for. However, I can take Ripper. So that Forest Goblin team can take all Goblin star players, Oof. which means I could take a Bombardier, <laughs> I could take a Fanatic, I could take Madcap Mix and just go to town. Now, Secret League teams are not... They're not beef and they're not weak. They're kind of average, aren't they? They try and make them between tier one and a half and tier two. Yeah. When you read the write-off and they, they, they spend... If you actually read what they do... Oh, it's great. They put some proper effort into this. Yeah, it's really Over the two seasons, it came up with a 54.3% win average, which yeah. is roughly where I want it to be. 
or it was at 65, so I reduced this stat. And that's that's a crazy high win percentage. Yeah, but it's yeah. just, it's, it's nuts, absolutely yeah. nuts what they do. And they're really well balanced, really well balanced. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get a few more of them in and Randall gets an idea of actually how to play. So you've actually, Craig, got a bit of experience with looking at the secret teams, haven't you? Yes, well, <coughs> to some extent. I've built one, I've not played with it. <laughs> Off the back of your earlier episode on the secret teams, yeah. talking about the ethereal team, I then went and bought a load of the Nighthawk models to build an ethereal team. That's so cool. It is good. So the ethereal team, the beastman team, and the adult forest goblin team, and Stunley, <laughs> are the first teams that I put into our next league spreadsheet. Yes. I want to run them in the, the big league, the unfiltered league, because actually... The work you've done with the models and the work we've all done with models and the work that you're done with the models, Craig, just I just want to see them played. Yeah. I really want to play them. I really, I've never played with um, I've, never, I've never played with them. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the some of them have no hands. Which and is... Never isn't it all the alignment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so all the alignment have, have no, no hands. hands. So, uh, so how that's going to work, I have no idea. I reckon they will be absolute garbage, but so much fun. Yeah. Yes. That's um, what I'm going for. I'm going to pick up the ball. No. <laughs> no, but no, not with him either. <laughs> now you've got classic champions challenge disease, Greg, because you won with your Norse, you I nearly did. won with your elves. I did, yes. And since then you were like, you know what, let's try and lose a load of games with Slan. You've yeah. done that. Mm-hmm. So next season I think you should need to get the uh, the ethereal team out on the go as well for that extra challenge. Well I I also then lost horrifically with my pro elves for their second outing. Yeah, I, I was glossing over that. <laughs> They got destroyed in the first match, they didn't did. they? Yeah. yeah, they got annihilated. Yeah, you got elfed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got elfed. Was, so, was that, that was this that was last season, wasn't it? That was last mm-hmm. season. So you played against Alex. I played against Alex. And he killed my Blitzer and a Lino yeah. in the very first game. That's really hard to come back with. From, yeah, I struggled yeah. after that. Yeah, it was not, not a lot of fun. So I was quite excited to see you take Slam this season for something really different. And I know that your schedule has meant you only managed to get a few games in. It did, yes. But I'm hoping that the next season we can see a bit more of those games. I'm hoping so. So, mm. on to me. Uh, I have played many, many games of Blood Bowl in the last couple of weeks. But the one I want to talk about first is my finals for the Wobble 4 series. Yes. So I got into the final, uh, played a heck of a game against Milton in the, in the semis that took... 11 days to play <laughs> we basically we timed out a turn 16 draw at 2 all so we had to play an extra extra, an extra half so we played 3 halves I went around to his house the other week he's got a lovely little place there uh, and it's got a lovely little games room which is cool it's a great little games room yeah and now we finished that game off and it was a real tough one and I managed to squeak out the win 3-2 with a roll of one into the end zone from his orcs. Yes. Okay, that's very sad, and that's a massive, massive piece of foreshadowing. So, comes to the final. I'm playing against Lewis, and I managed to lose the game on a double one into the end zone on the go for it on the last turn. To be fair, it was 2-1, and I managed to scrape uh, a try, an attempt at recovery to score the, the equaliser to go into yet another overtime. <laughs> And uh, I just double one into the end zone for a one-turn touchdown. It was a brilliant game. Lewis played so well with his uh, Lizardman team, who are just horrific. They're awful, aren't they? Yeah, but it was it was really interesting. I had a one-turn touchdown guy. He had a one-turn touchdown guy. But it was just a scrum for most of the game. He just outlasted me. And 
yeah, he did a super job. So Lewis is the champion of Wobble 4. He got our first 3D printed trophy, courtesy of James, which was... Cracking little... That's a heck of a trophy. Yeah, really, really cool. And everybody else got little um, frame certificates um, for for the achievements that they achieved. I got many. It was great. You did. You did. Uh, A whole wall. My participation award. (laughs) It wasn't a participation award. It was the, the, the best results with... One of the teams that no one's ever played before. I can't remember what I called it. That definitely sounds like a participation trophy. <laughs> the important thing is that I worded it very well in the award. <laughs> the idea was that actually everyone's worked really hard and they all deserve to come away with an award to celebrate the thing they did the best so they can have it somewhere in their games room because actually yeah. it takes a lot of effort to play in a series, in a season, in a, in a league. And uh, it was great. And uh, I'm so excited that that league's done so we can move on to the next yeah. Which is going to be big and, and really fun, and we're hoping to start it off at the end of the month. It'll be a slow burn, like it always is, but we'll get those dates out soon. Oh, that's really, get, really good. I have to get the rooks of the killing list again. Yeah, 30 casualties. 30 casualties. For last season. It's not bad for eight games, is it? No, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah, won't be playing against them. No. I think I've got about 57 in total between that and the, um, the monsoon. I've never beaten the rooks. I think I've Maybe only not. ever drawn. I think we played I twice. I think that sounds right. Yeah. yeah it's two alls. Yeah. It is, it's two alls. Yeah. The first game we played, it was I brought Morgan Thorpe. Oh, that was fun. I just absolutely just threw Skaven around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was that was basically... Rooks didn't really play. That was basically my Skaven team against Morgan. Yeah. And everyone was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was good fun. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a load of Halflings. I can't remember how many games I've got in. It's something like somewhere between 7 and 11. Nice. They are quite interesting, and we'll, we'll talk about that in our, uh, in, later on in the show. I actually had another game. What did you play? I played in pool. Oh, but through the other league, the Thursday league. With your not Kemri? With my not Kemri. With my humans and ogres, which make up Kemri. Um, I drew nil-nil against Orcs, which I thought wasn't bad, seeing as I had a Blitzer and a Tomb Guardian killed in the very first match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got craved. <laughs> I got <Yeah>. craved. <laughs> I got craved. <laughs> I'm still stumbling along. Um, but yeah, that was a tough old match. Still using the special play cards. Oh, really? That's so cool. That was interesting to try and utilise them. But yeah, next game this Thursday. So on the special play cards, somebody did actually message us and say, clearly you've not got the second Almanac. That was also a friend of the podcast, Rob. Love Rob. <laughs> and, <laughs> I went, yeah. And since then we have found out that actually there is prices for each of the decks, which we've now plugged in to the Wobble um, inducement sheet so yes. that we can, we can see it and we can use it if we need to. Please, they did that. Seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Could be interesting. Makes sense and I'm kind of tempted in the next season to take that all-halfling team just so I can absolutely binge special play cards because I think it'd be hilarious. I should do it. Yeah. Just go all in. Have a whole deck. <laughs> <laughs> I have eight cards. It Let's would go be for great. It. But the treatment is a bit too fun. <laughs> so we're going to hobby now. Craig, have you been painting anything? Uh, just getting my Beast Crawl Raiders ready. You have been uh, painting like a little machine there. Yes, also I don't want to upset multi award winning painter Ian <laughs> by having a half painted army. So uh, no, I've been beavering away getting them ready. It's, it's a doubles game, isn't it? So it's yeah. a doubles tournament. So you and Ian put together. How much painting are you going to be doing on Friday night? A lot of painting. Yeah. See, every tournament I've been to, I have, I've been up till midnight painting the night before. Even though I've been prepared, even though I've painted, even though I've prepped it, I just haven't finished it. Just doing something else. I think I've done all the base colours, all the big colours. There's a lot of bone. There's a lot of red skulls. Well, on the underside of these mammoths. (laughs) 
Really? Yeah. I'm trying to get underneath the mammoth to paint a skull. Um, no, Agrax. Agrax Earthshade is your friend. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's been my life. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I actually haven't been doing any Blood Bowl hobby. I've been doing all stuff for the spreadsheets and the info for the league and, yeah. the, and the Bonehead Bowl. So now I can kind of... I think I am actually waiting for the Halflings. I kind of want to know when they're coming out. Because I don't want to go and get really excited about another project and then have them land right in the middle. Yeah. Um, I'm sure about your end. attention. I'm sure that won't end. Um, all I've done is built a Fellwater Trog. That's cool. For my um, Forest Goblin team. For my River Trog. Does it have disturbing presence? No. See, I feel like that's a mystric. It's it. I think they literally just called it a river troll because yeah, it's, it's the same stats as a regular troll. Yeah, it's exactly it's the same stats same. as a regular troll. But yeah, so I built that. But other than that, I haven't done any painting at all. That's all right. Well, we're I guess we're all kind of waiting on the halflings. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait to see what the trees are like. So on that note, I think we should move on to our first topic. So our first proper topic of today is to talk about the competition entries that we had for um, our custom team. Yes, it was great fun. It was brilliant fun. So the prize was a £25 gift voucher for... Versatile Train. The company that do the custom printed base nameplates. Yeah, that's it. So I'm still waiting for them to do the the, the skulls that they promised me. That's right. And then I'll be ordering. And I believe um, you're wanting one for Adeptus Titanicus as well. Yeah, so at got, some point I got my warlords. Yeah, I'm 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 in on that. I think it's a great one. But they're great, and I I want to do my rooks and probably the monsoon as well at some point. Yeah. But they're great little great yeah. little bits and pieces, and yeah, it's a it's a voucher to be able to put some put some towards that. And to be fair, with a voucher, you could probably get the best part of a team anyway. I reckon but, so. Yeah, you have to pay a bit more for postage, but you know, fifteen pounds or something for the entire team's worth of bases. Oh yeah, with the twenty-five pound voucher is, is great. Yeah. the products themselves are fantastic. This is what we've been wanting for years. They buddied up with us. They said, "Hey, we've got this prize. Have you got a competition?" We had a chat on the way back from uh, Mono Bowl, and we were like, "I would love to see what people can do with custom teams. Yeah. We love the stunty league races. We love the secret teams. We've already mm-hmm. spoken about those for a bit today. I wanted to see what people could do, but with an additional D restriction." Yeah. So standard Blood Bowl, you need eleven players on your bit on mm-hmm. your on your roster before you do anything else. Which means that there is kind of like a maximum of what you can achieve on a roster from a points point of view. Yeah. From a, from a cost from a gold pieces point of view. <laughs> so we said, right, you can design a team, it can be a modified team that's already out there, it can be a completely custom one, it can also be one that can only really field several people. Um so you could go nuts with with a design. Yeah. Do as much or as little as you want, but we just wanted to see some really clever ideas. And you know what? We had some absolutely brilliant entries. Fantastic entries. So I've had a chance to look at them. Rich, I know you have too. Great, we shared them with you. Have you had a chance to have a read through them? Yeah, yeah, that's some cracking teams, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's cool. So what we're gonna do is we're each gonna pick out one to talk about and then touch on any other that we think is you know honorable mentions, but in the interest of not making this a massive episode, <laughs> um we're not gonna talk through all of the entries, but there were some really, really, really good ones out there. Really appreciate the effort that was put in by everyone. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, Craig, I know you had a quick chance to have have, have a look through. Anyone take your interest? Uh, it might just be the the, the love of halflings. <laughs> um, but I was a big fan of the, the, the halfling hopefuls. Um, I agree, halflings need more than two positionals. <laughs> uh, so I quite like the, the take on it. And maybe I'm going back to, to old Warhammer days, but anything with a Fen Beast. That is exactly gets right. my votes. 
But I, I quite like the, the, the take on different tree types for the willow, oak, and hickory. <laughs> Particularly the hickory tribe. The hickory one. But each with their own their own uh, skill set. So yeah. this was an entry from Facebook from uh, a guy called Michael, who I think entered a couple of teams. Uh, I may be making that up. No, he didn't. I think there was no, another Michael was who entered Michael. two teams. Okay, so I'm going to redo <coughs> that bit. Uh, this is an entry from a guy called Michael who popped in on Facebook. So he's put, as Gray's already summarised, halflings need more than two positionals. Something I actually massively agree yeah. with. Um, so he's added Dryads, was not to three, but then thought, you know what, young treatment with racial bonuses. And I cannot second this enough, Greg. I have the Fem Beast from the old Ambien campaign in the Warhammer days. <laughs> I use it as my Warpstone troll. Fem Beast. So he's added that. So he's put some, some price in there. So we'll just quickly talk through the positionals. So halflings are standard. 0 to 16, 5, 2, 3, 6, dodge, stunty, right stuff. We're going to be talking about halflings quite a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 30k. Two Treeman, again. Standard by loads of it. Yep, 2, 6, 1, 10. Mighty blow, strong arm, stand firm, thick skull, take root, throw, teammate, timber. Has anyone thought about the irony of um, the amount of paper that is required for the tree man skills and where paper comes from? <laughs> <laughs> that is the circle of life. It's like um, the word abbreviation, why is it so long? <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> so, one thing he said is the, the three dryads. So he's got a willow dryad, an oak dryad, and Greg's hickory dryad. They're all 5338 and they're 0-1. One has sidestep, one has stand firm, one has mighty blow, and they all have fixed goal for 90k. And finally, the Fen Beast. 3518, Mighty Blow, Fixed Skull, Regeneration, Take Root. So it's kind of like a junior tree man, but a bit faster. And that one movement difference between two and three is. What a major to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, from playing Halflings, is absolutely huge. It, yeah, I, I wonder if it's maybe a bit overcosted. It is a 0 to 1, but when you compare the, the sheer weight of skills that you get on a tree man. For 120k, yeah. In comparison, you do get that extra speed. You get one less strength and two less armor value. Craig, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Compare it to a troll or an ogre. Compare it to an ogre. Ogres are 140. They're running what five five two nine. Yeah. This guy's three five one eight. He, he needs a negatrite. He hasn't got well. This guy's got take root. Which is a negatory. Well, maybe he would be better off with a bonehead or a wild animal yeah. instead of a take root. So maybe I, I see where you're coming from with the overcosting there compared to Treeman, but 20k less to get a slow ogre. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could probably boost him up a bit. Um, I think the Fen Beast could be someone who has something like uh, Disturbing Presence or something yeah, like some, that. Yeah. I like Regeneration. I think that's thematic. Yes, I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. But. He also has bribes at half price. Yeah, I love that. Uh, his exact words are, I miss being able to sneak extra players onto the field, and halfling kit squads are rare as hen teeth nowadays. He's all about the fouling. Five yeah. halflings kicking a guy that was down was the norm in 1994. Which says nothing about the man's age. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day, like that is that is, that is what happened. I, love it. And I think, you know what, these days fouling with halflings is still great fun. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, that's a great shout, Craig. That's a really, really, really good, good, fun team. Um, I like that one. How about you, Rich? My um, my little shout out is for um, Abby's team, the Dungeoneers Mimics. This was great. Yeah. This this is outside of the box thinking and mixing D and D with Blood Bowl, which um, I'm a massive fan of. 
which was just brilliant. So it shapes up with mimics often spell trouble for unskilled adventurers, and thanks to the efforts of some disgruntled wizards and a fair few bribes, it's time for them to prove their stuff out in the open. Um, basically, their <laughs> their their positionals are fantastic. You got naught to two on animated wardrobes, um, which is four five one nine, which is what's four five one nine? That's a slow, thick ogre. Yeah. Oh well, no, mummy. troll. Oh mummy, mummy is is that right there is a tomb guardian. Yeah. Four five one nine. That's a tomb without, guardian. Without decay. Yes, thick skull, stand firm. Maybe an old wardrobe would have to decay. <laughs> but 4519, stand firm, 110k, which I think is quite fair. Barrel mimics, 5338, dodge, sprint, and thick skull. Um, treasure chest mimic, 6338, block, and thick skull. And animated knickknacks oh, right for that. the linemen of 6328, which are, as she quotes... Plates stacked to form a clanking snake, teapots with forks for arms, the ugly discarded chair from your last apartment, the animated <laughs> knickknacks comprise whatever the team coach can find, find and magic together to form a versatile range of linemen. Uh, this is brilliant. This There's is so beauty, much personality in this. Beauty and the Beast and Blood Bowl. It yeah, really it is Beauty and the Beast. You need, you know what? They should have one big man, which is just the Beast. Yeah. See my block. See my block. <laughs> I think it'd be brilliant. Special cheerleader Bell. Not <laughs> <laughs> to one. Um. But that's our next competition, Disney themed Blood Bowl teams. Done. <laughs> Done. Oh, we should have so much fun with that. Robin Hood and Little John are walking through the fire. Right. Um, what I particularly like as well is Abby seems to have exactly the same hatred for elves as I do. Because she signs it off with, there's a lot of room for work, but it would be worth it to see the absolute disgust on the face of a high-off coach as their star player is knocked senseless by an animated stack of beer steins. <laughs> 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 oh, it's brilliant! No, I really like that one. That was completely, completely out of, out, of the, out of the park, and it was one of the first entries we had as well. It was, and and yeah. she got her idea from, um, uh, I believe, um, looking at basing yeah. supplies on a doll's house website. Oh, Inspiration wow. can come from anywhere. People. Basing supplies from a doll house website is a good idea, anyway. That's cool. I mean, I have to look into that. I'm looking at the little toy trains for my um, Malifaux minis, oh, aren't oh, I? Yeah. I need to carry on with that. Uh, irregular miniatures stick on stuff, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I um, really did quite like that. I thought it was very clever. Yeah, um, uh, I, I thought that was great too. Uh, the one I want to talk about is from another Michael, a different Michael. I really made that mistake. And it is the Sylvanian Monstrosities. Or Sylvian Monstrosities. I'm not sure. I think it's Sylvanian. I'm going to give you a summary. This team is, is, is undead halflings. Yeah. Um, with added stuff. So I think it actually forms a really cool team. So I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. 0 to 12 fleshies. Uh, <laughs> 30k, 6, 2, 3, 6. So that's a halfling. Uh, stunty, dodge, right stuff. They've got regeneration, which I think is cool and appropriate. So the whole theme of this team is that it is the pride of Sylvanian necromancy. And <laughs> the fleshies are great. For all the effort in constructing the blood golem, we'll come to that in a second. The Necromancers didn't have much left over, so they put together the remaining team of what they had. So <laughs> they're basically short parts put together, these fleshies, which are undead halflings. They're brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Nord to four bonies, five, three, two, seven, regeneration thick skull, which I think is pretty much skeletons. Yes. Yeah. Nord to two flesh golems, four, four, two, nine, regeneration stand firm thick skull. I think that might actually be flesh golems. Okay, yep. Yeah. The necro team and one blood golem. 
the pride of Sylvanian necromancy. These abominations of all known gods combine all matter of limbs from the largest beasts of the old world stitched together and bound by the blood of fallen players. Mopped up from the dead ninja bog. <laughs> Which is even better. <laughs> Absolutely. You can just imagine it, just soaking it all up and just painting it on this great so, big golem. Yeah, so the theme of this team is that it's made out of parts of dead blood bowl players that they put together. Um, I think it's awesome. So the blood golem is 150. Move 4, strength 5, edge 1, armor 9. Bonehead, mighty blow, stand firm, strong arm for a teammate. So it's just a slightly better ogre. So mm. uh, the reason I like this one so much is because Michael has played with established player types, put them together in a new team, and cemented them with a unified theme. Yeah. So from a team design point of view, that's really well done. And also, it creates an alternative halfling team that has got the extra positionals that we're absolutely gagging for. Yeah, completely. I also like the fact that he's included his own inducement. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sylvanian Wizard... The spell is they rise again. Once per game, on a 3+, all stunned models are rolled over to knock down. In addition, all models on the team get jump up until end of turn. That's so brilliant. I, lo- I think that skill might be a bit overpowered. I think the first one, like all stunned models are rolled over to knock down, I think that's probably that's in the good. region of fair, because that would make a massive difference. Yeah. Giving them all jump up again is absolutely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, but that could be really good fun. Stand up and grab, so, the, grab the undead halfling and launch him down the way. The fleshies are also one uh, more faster than, than a halfling. Oh, oh movement. they are, aren't they? Move five. I did and I they miss do also that. get a regen as well. So they're under-costed? Yeah, potentially, yes. Yeah, yeah so. you're looking at probably even a 50k piece of kit there, aren't you? I regen think moves with so. regen and I think you could get away with either dropping. I think regen you could give for three for free. Uh, you could probably get away with that. I think maybe forty k. How yeah. much does it cost? Forty. 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 And they're six, two, three, seven. Okay. So yeah, I think forty k is probably appropriate for yeah. those guys. Uh, yeah, really cool. Really well put together team. Really well put together team. Absolutely. Loved it. <laughs> really well put together. There you go. Well <laughs> Stitched stitch together from other parts of Blood Bowl. <laughs> So, honourable mentions, is there any other team that we really, really, really want to talk about before we move on? We can't talk about all of them, but any more for any more. There was... I liked um, one from Warren, which was all of the runners that got drugged in a bar and taken over by a dark elf. This would have been another one I wanted to mention, yeah. Um, Yeah, it was really quite cool. Um, Basically, it's made up with orc blitzers, skaven gutter runners, skaven blitzers and beastman runners. It's cool. Um, and, And the little backstory to it is fantastic. I love it. So, they're 0 4 Orc Blitzers, 0 4 Skaven Gutter Runners, 0 4 Skaven Blitzers, and 0 16 Beastman Runners. It, I think it would be a really, really strong team. It would be brutal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm putting in that team as 70k rerolls. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. The cool thing is, if you swapped out the Blitzers with a different player, you could run that with a mixed in their mixed team tournament. Make <laughs> it really good. Yeah. Either Skaven Chaos or Skaven Orcs, and mm. you've got that. Uh, yeah, I like far it. from that at all. Yeah. Good effort on that one. So my my honourable mention would be for what I assume is the, the Ganger noob with his the ginger. Um, oh, the ginger. The noob. ginger. Oh, I just read it as the G N G R noob. Well, whoever you are, um, Mr. Noob, for your skink stars, uh, I quite enjoyed the the theme between around that with your your skink 
skink blockers, chameleons, and albino skinks. There are quite a few skink teams, so people really like the different variations of skinks. And mm. it's a good shout bring in this one because um, our friend Ian tagged this on, on Facebook when he saw the entry because he was like, I like this. It needs crocsicles. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact he's got the old marks in there from Old Warhammer yeah, to, yeah. to differentiate the skinks and make them limited is really cool. Yeah, that's a really good shout. But I think it has to come down to our winner. It really does. Um, we've already mentioned him a couple of times this episode, just out of happenstance. It's friend of the podcast, Rob, who blew us away. He did four, five pages? Something like that. With <laughs> pictures. With pictures, with backgrounds, with a map. There's a map of where they come from. <laughs> it's just insane. We've got... Um, new positionals we've got new star players we've got a write up on each of them yeah it's just fantastic really is quite good and, and I was really really impressed with the amount of work that's gone into actually creating this team so I didn't know that this was Rob Carnage Cup Rob Carnage Cup who, who entered this until you told me after I was like this this one this one is just a lot of effort going into it so the background is um, this is my attempt a Woodland Fay team the Kingdom of Petonia always had a special place for me, and so I turned to it for inspiration. So, the thing I really love about this is he's actually gone into it. The rule of the competition dictated the team could ignore the minimum 11 player limit and replace it with a minimum of 3. So, he's kind of let himself go with some of the strongest players and put together a team that you could build with less than 11, but you'd have to sacrifice some of the skill. Yeah. The background is that it is the stuff that is in the woods of Bretonia. He does have linemen, so you could take an ordinary team, but he's got some beef. He's got some proper beef. Yeah. So, 0-16 Dryads, 60k each, 5-3-2-7, sidestep fixed guard. Yep. They're slow, they're not good at moving things, but the sidestep on there is quite interesting. Normal strength skills, um, you know, so they could be useful. He does actually go on to say that building them with guard would uh, assist some of the other players. So, 0-1 Hermit Knight. 130k, 7337. Animosity, which mm-hmm. is cool. Catch, diving catch, kickoff return, sure hands. So you've got one guy who's really good at ball handling skills. I like that. I like that it's only one guy. I like the fact he's got animosity because he doesn't yeah. belong there, but he's good enough. <laughs> he's yeah. lucky enough to be warranted to be there as well. There's a tree man, standard tree man. There are centaurs, 0 to 3, 170k. Movement 9, Strength 3, Edge 3, Armour 7, Sure Feet and Sprint. They're basically um, not as um, beefy bull centaurs. And quicker as well. Yes. So with one, so they start with Sure Feet and Sprint, so that's a 12 move off the base. Just shy of a... But it's 170k. So yeah, one movement allowance, a boost with that guy, and he's got a one turn touchdown, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and then the Unicorns. And I like these guys. This is cool, and this is where he's really gone to town with the with the with the specifics of this. So 250k, movement 10, strength 4, edge 2, armor 8. So movement 10, strength 4, is real fast and strong. Loner, bonehead. Okay, no hands. Yeah, that yep. makes a lot of sense. Horns, thematic mm-hmm. is a unicorn. But this is the cool thing: block, multiple block, and stab. Which makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, it does make sense for it to have stab. But he's gone into depth in each of these players' types and the uh, the development 
So unicorns are the team's blitzers, able to deal out a ton of hurt. Unicorns have four different ways to attack, but the hard part is choosing the right one. This is mm -hmm. cool. At strength four, the unicorn will be able to pull a lot of two die blocks. Having the block skill will make that better. With a strength five blitz, because he's got horns, mm -hmm. so you can stand him next to two guys and do two multiple blocks. Yeah. You can do a straight up one block. If you blitz, it's strength five. Multiple block with a guard from the dryads. Yep. You know, if they develop up, will get you the, those good blocks. But multiple block and stab. So what we always speak about. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to be in it. Having that ability there, particularly on a lower armor team. If you got that against elves. Yeah. You could do some serious elves. <laughs> or another stunt, or a stunty or a stunty team, team. Or something yeah. like that. Um, so he's built this superstar player. Not to two, which means you can't go all of them. Mm -hmm. There is two, and there will be two. And movement ten, so they're flying around, but they all can also be on the line. They're, they're not massively tough. No. Those could be some of the most horrific players yeah. in the game to play against, but they can't score touchdowns. No, they're literally just a support or a, a hole-making mechanism. Yeah, they are the Blood Bowl equivalent of a removal spell. Yeah. From Magic the Gathering. What I also found quite interesting is the cost of his rerolls. Uh, what's the crack with that? 90,000. Wow. He's gone outside the limit, hasn't he? Completely. Now, I think 90k might be a bit too much, but I appreciate where he's coming from. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a 10k tax, because you can get some serious players in this team. Like maybe an 80k reroll would be, would be quite interesting. Um, but also, he's like I said earlier, he's, he's got a couple of his own star players. Um, one of them is a is a souped up um, hermit knight. Um, one of them is a um, centaur, and a bombardier <laughs> as well, which was quite interesting. Stingbark, which I'm guessing is a dryad, um, but oh, well, maybe not. It might be something a bit bigger than a dryad. It's in between a dryad and a um, that's a and big a tree old, man. That's a big old tree. That's a Kernoth hunter, maybe, <laughs> or a, or a tree revenant. Um, but he's, he's also included them as well as... Um, oh, no, there's another one in there as well. Yeah, and the craziest thing yeah. is that he wasn't done. No, he wasn't done. He ran out of time. And he apologised. Yeah. I'm Which is the sorry. craziest thing. I've only developed several new players and the background and the tactics behind them. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Excellent, excellent, excellent job, um, yeah. Rob. That's that's fantastic. Um, and that £25 versatile terrain voucher... voucher? is absolutely yours when yeah. you get in contact but thank you to everybody else who partook in this competition we will have a new competition coming soon thank you yeah, very much thank you all so on to the main topic of the episode Games Workshop have teased the new Halfling set complete with uh, Gordon Ramsay faces and no trees yeah, no trees. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming they're not going to take it into a different direction too much from the CRP list. But yes, Bonehead Basics, Halflings. Yes. We've got Craig with us, who has run Halflings in a league and won games in a league, mm -hmm. ticking off all the boxes that people seem to be uh, really worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Rich and I have played against and lost to Halfling teams in tournaments. That's all I ever do. I don't think I've ever beaten a Halfling team in any tournament or any face-to-face <laughs> -face game. I have also never beaten a Halfling team. It's quite embarrassing, really, isn't it? Oh, no, no. I think they're great. I think they're overpowered. I think they're tier one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> facts that are not true. Also, uh, I've played a ton of them on uh, on BB1, actually. Yeah? And a bit of BB2. That's why I can't remember how many games I've played. 
It's because I had the PC and the laptop. And I, I, when I couldn't be bothered to do one, I did the other. So I've got two different teams coming along. Wow. Which is quite cool. Uh, they're a great, they are a great, a great little team. So what we're going to do is we'll do what we normally do with Bonehead Basics. We'll talk through the positionals. We'll talk through starting rosters. And we will talk through their strategy and inducements. Yes. In our final part of our episode, we're going to talk through all the star players they can take. So instead of getting one star player, which normally turns out to be two, you're going to get a whole lot. Loads. Which will probably turn out to be even more. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming that when Games Workshop release the Halfling team, it will come with a Spike magazine. And in the Spike magazine will probably be new star players, new inducements. Yeah. I can't imagine there's going to be a wizard. They will. They'll be. have to include something, won't they? I'm hoping for an additional positional, but we'll kind of, we're going to talk about that in a mm. bit as well. So, we are going to start at the beginning with the roster. There's not a lot, is there? No, it's a very bare-bones roster. Would you like a tree or a halfling? <laughs> so, yeah. Now, ogres have the same amount of positionals. They do. A whole two, and these guys do as well. So, we'll start with the core player type. Halflings. Yes. Okay. 30,000, 0 to 16. So you can take a team entirely of halflings if you want to play this in hard mode. Yeah. I think the <laughs> only more difficult team you could run is 16 Snotlings. Yeah. Which I might have to do at a tournament one day just to really, really throw the curb off. Um, God, it'd be brutal. Birmingham, 2019. My old <laughs> Snotling team. <laughs> no. Uh, so halflings are 30k, movement 5, strength 2. Edge 3, armor 6. Mm-hmm. So they are slow goblins with worse armor, but you save that sweet 10k. Yep. Okay, this is why halflings are a tricky team to play. Yeah. Skills-wise, they've got dodge, right stuff, and stunty. So the great thing is they're dodging around, they're moving around on three pluses forever with a cheeky little reroll, but they melt when looked at. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And they've only yeah. got access to agility. So yeah, then basic skill is agility. Now, all the stunty players are like that. Yeah, you'd want them to... You kind of feel that they, they need a, a general in there, don't you? I think that halflings deserve general. Yeah. But that's not the place. So, Craig, <laughs> yep. halflings themselves, the, the player halfling, yep. what have you found? What have you learnt? Um, don't expect them to live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get attached to your halflings. They're not going to be around for very long. Um, but unless you roll a double, then sack them. Is my, is my bit of advice. So, I, I get that. I do completely get that. I am quite a fan of one guy having jump up. What about sidestep? Side, yeah. Oh. Now, if you had a couple of guys with sidestep who are purely there to be thrown, that would be quite handy. So, sidestep can be useful, but the issue is, and I think this is where Craig was leading on, is that 50k... For a halfling, that all it does better is if it doesn't die when being dropped, which is a huge gamble with a strength two armor six player, is all it really gets to do is you get to choose which square to remove the halfling from. True. That's not okay. worth 60% of another halfling for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go for a start-up, to have a diving tackle or, st- or sidestep. Diving tackle is a great choice. Mm. Kind of put them, I mean, I, my, my preferred... Set up is to have your three treemen and then a swarm of <laughs> flings behind them. So and they're all they are cool from now on. Oh, yeah, they're all from now But then maybe if you were to do it, you'd have maybe a pair of diving tackles on the wings. Yeah. Just to prevent that. But you took 40k just in the, in the start, in the increases. 
Yeah, it's big and that is huge. It's hundred k for two things. That's oh, that's yeah, that's not even that's not even close to worth it. So <laughs> we will we will talk about the stat increases for them. So they're movement five at the moment. Would you take movement six? No. No. No, I wouldn't. Would you take strength three? Yes. I would absolutely take strength three. Yeah. Now it makes them eighty k. So we've just said that fifty k for a size step is not good enough. But 80k for a strength 3 halfling is awesome. Dodge, right stuff. Wow, they're stunty. So you're yeah. strength 3 dodging in anywhere on a 3+. plus. Yeah, true. And also extra credit, I think, for busting a cage. Busting into a cage with a halfling and getting that block oh, yeah. is so cool. You can get a one-die block with that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, take a, I'll take a strength and I'll take a, a, an edge. Yeah. Oh, agility, 100%. But move and armour, I wouldn't no. bother. Now, the edge is probably the best. If you got to choose, mm. the edge, to land on that 3+, plus yeah. would be a massive boon. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be worth it. Um, so really, from a from a halfling development point of view, you want as many vanilla players as possible with mm-hmm. just one or two cool guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy who rolled double that you've given block for yeah. some reason. That guy with edge four or strength three. You kind of end up with one or two cool halflings and then Just if you're me, the other two that you've kept and you shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to, to cut them out, but why did I give this guy This guy scored two touchdowns for me. He deserves he deserves to stay on the team. But <laughs> if he doesn't run a double. No, he's got to jump up. So I've got one guy who's got like you know, the 6 SPP, and he's got jump up. And I try and throw him every time. But jump up is great, but only if... In my mind, I was like, right, you know what I'll do? I'll chuck a halfling on the other side for mm-hmm. defence. Like, this would be great. He'll jump there. If I steal the ball, I can pass to him. That's that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish... I, I thought it was going to be... counter-attack halfling. I thought it was going to be great. Um, I was I was kind of wrong. Now I think it's cool to be optimistic with players. You get a strength one, you get an edge one. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But on basics, there's not a lot of basics. Good stuff. Get rid of them. Yeah. And then start out yeah, for, for doubles, block, and maybe strip ball. I'm massively pro wrestle. Yeah, I was going to say so wrestle. I, I, did, I did. I do have one of my guys on BB2 who has wrestle. And I've managed to achieve absolutely nothing with him. <laughs> but in my mind, to die up, he can dodge into the cage and go for a wrestle. I think maybe that, that, that kind of hits the underlying point of halflings, is that you never go in expecting to win. Oh, no. But if you win, that's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You're not going to go in expecting that guy of wrestle to do anything. But, but when he does it, it's, it's so going to be cool. the most amazing moment. No, 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 absolutely. You're so right. Now, Ian has this theory, multiple award winning and friend of the show. Ian, that with his goblins, a loss is a loss, but a draw is a win. (laughs) And, you know, winning with with a stunty team is just like two wins. You know, it's it's awesome. I've won the tournament. You you expect to lose, like Craig said, with halflings, you expect to lose. But you can shame win someone, which is awesome, and I've been there. Against halflings. Actually, I don't know if I've lost the halflings. I think I've drawn against all of the halfling games. No, I lose. You lost. You lost nil. lots to halflings. I, 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 usually three nil. Yeah. I think I lost yeah. thrice three nil. And against Rick as well, who was playing a wood elf halfling combo and team. That was a draw. No, that was like a three all. That was a three all draw. Fest, wasn't it? He he scored with war dancers yeah. and I threw snotlings. 
so yeah, Craig, you're exactly right. I think with halflings, um, they are they need to be vanilla to be cheap. Probably almost more so than goblins do. Yeah. Because yeah, I, think so. I think that one armor makes the difference with goblins. Oh, uh, yeah, mm. very much so. And we saw this at the Stunty Cup, didn't we, Rich? Where yeah. my goblins on the Squeak Herder team were seven armor, normal goblins. Everybody else's goblins were armor six. I felt like dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the main reason to do a Stunty League, is because you're like, this guy's got strength three. I am for huge. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm like a three die that guy block. It's, it's so cool. Uh, but with halflings, they are the the soft side. Now they're the middle stunty in armor. Like obviously, mm-hmm. the snotlings with one and five strength, one and armor five, they completely just disappear. But the halflings, they shouldn't, but they do. And for me, it's more of a loss because you're like, oh, I'm a six. It's like you know, I can never roll a seven on dice, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else can. Rich can. <laughs> <laughs> tens, elevens, and twelves. I'm afraid, Craig. <laughs> Just double sixes. Unless I'm in Birmingham. Hell yeah, from Birmingham. So it's ones and threes. So I think that sums up halflings really nice. Treeman. So you get naught to two Treeman. Technically. So <laughs> there are 120 each. Uh, movement two, strength six, edge one, armor ten. So that movement two, we've got to start right there. Is huge. Yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. So if they got knocked down, which they do do. With armor 10, they're normally fine if they get knocked down. But the fact you have to roll to get up again is massive. And if your if your tree man does end up on the ground, you know, you've got 50% chance of him just staying there. Even with armor 10. And he will get fouled. Jump up on a tree man. So, Greg's absolutely right. Their skill package is Mighty Blow, Stand Firm, Strong Arm, Take Root, Thick Skull, Bow Teammate, and Timber. Take Root means that on a 1 they can no longer move that drive. Mm -hmm. They do have the timber skill. Uh, This player spends so much time on the floor that their teammates have developed a knack for helping them up. If a player with the skill attempts to stand up after being knocked over, other players from their team can assist if they are adjacent, standing, and not in an enemy tackle zone. Each player that assists adds one to the result of the die to see whether the player stands up. A one is always a failure, no matter how many people are helping. Assisting a player to stand up does not count as an action, and a player can assist regardless of whether they have taken an action. It does mean that guard doesn't work, because it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that timber skill, which I think is only available for the halfling yeah. um, tree man. So that can be really useful. I've not been doing that, which... Well, you see, the thing is, when you play on BB1 and BB2, the die rolls just do stuff. Yeah. And your guy either stands up, it just makes that roll, roll, roll noise, and then tree man's still on the ground. <laughs> So uh, nothing. Yeah. So timber is a useful skill, but it, you know, not only if they fall over, they have struggled to do that. Immediately after declaring an action with this player, roll the d6. On a two or more, it's fine. On a one, it takes root, and their ma counts as zero until the drive is over or they're knocked down. So mm-hmm. that is the take root skill. Yeah. So they don't have a negatrate in the standard way a big guy does, but if they roll a one before they do an action, they can't move for the rest of the drive unless they get knocked over. Yep. So. That is a huge, huge pain as well. It is. If they do take root, though, they still, they still just provide provide a wall. Um, yeah, you can try and funnel them still, can't you, towards yeah. your tree? And you can't push them back with because other skills got, because they've got to stand firm. Um, well, even well, even with the the stand firm, where they, if they take root, they cannot be moved. Oh, that's cool. By, by anything. <clears throat> now, the cool thing is that it is a negative trait. 
but they can still do their primary function, which is a bunch of stuff that's nearby, very well with strength six, but also they can still throw teammate. Yeah. And they've got strong arm, which means they are always throwing on a two plus before um, tackle zones, which means that they are very efficient at throw teammate. Yes. So where some of the other teams, they've got bonehead, they've got really stupid, they might have always hungry. Uh, so there's a lot of roles with the halflings and this is why their halflings can be a really successful team yes is their throwing teammate on a two followed by a four yeah you know as far as moving a player like six squares for free that's those are really good odds yeah yeah it really is particularly if you end up getting that um that lucky halfling with with an extra edge you're laughing aren't you it's less than 50 percent. i think it's something like 42 percent or something of it working I mean, you chuck a team re-roll in there, and then you're looking at one out of six failure, and then a four plus with a re-roll, that's 75%. It, the, the odds are good for you to make that throw teammate. And the great thing about playing with halflings is it works. You can get a bit carried away, and you start throwing teammate when you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so beware of that trap, halfling coaches out there. Um, don't throw teammate unless you really have to. Um, you know, you're getting desperate when you just... Turn them into human bombs. Well, I tend to do that quite a lot um, with my snotlings. So when I first started playing with halflings, I was doing the same thing. I was like, eh, I'll chuck a guy in there and see what happens. Invariably, he died. Yeah. Like, it's only 30k, so you buy another one. That's not a problem. But at that moment, it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe he'll die on top of that player and knock the ball out. Mm. Um, which also has happened. Which, you know, But that's not the angle of them. You want to position them to, to, to stop it. And even with a tree man that's taken root you can still chuck your guy back downfield yeah. at the last ditch um, like defensive attempt and on a 2 plus success followed by a lat 4 plus land you've yeah. got a chance of doing it what I would say with take root as well is that you can use a team reroll on it and you know well, well given that the team has your flings are all full of dodge and inbuilt rerolls if you maybe got particularly lucky with the chef, that's any a treatment to your guys. That's a really good point. Yeah, you normally end up. I always up forget with... to do it. Yeah, you just kind of ah, roll a one and carry on. Well, from my experience, re-rolling a one is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've rolled that one, even re-rolling it, there's going to be another one. Just 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 accept it and bin the dice. So, while we said that treatment are technically not two. And we said that we were going to talk about star players later. We've got to talk about this one star player now because it is yeah. essentially part of the roster. Yeah, yes. agree, yeah. So we'll run through the starting roster and then we'll yeah. come to the, the key the key element to every halfling team. Yeah. So Craig, what do you recommend as a starting halfling roster? My preferred roster yeah. would be two treemen, nine flings, and a reroll. Yeah. Um, with then the intention to take a halfling master chef for 100k and deep root for 300. Yeah. So that gives me about 970. If you want to chance it, you can put in the 10 oh, flings. Is, yeah, this is what we spoke about before before yeah. the recording, wasn't it? If you're in an 1100 sort of starting league, then add your 10, 11 flings. Um, but if you're in a 1 mil starting league, when you're up against those teams that have only taken 970, 980, 
Mm. It's their gamble, isn't it? Yeah. If you're joining an established le- a league, then I think you can afford to take that 10th half link, yeah. and you're going to need him. Yeah. You are going to need him. And I think that's one of the things I noticed playing half links compared to playing with some of the other stunty teams. Is you even though you've, you've got a lot of halflings, you never feel like you have enough. But because you want to absolutely farm the inducements, you don't go big on the roster. Whereas with ogres, you can get as many snarlings as you like. Yeah. Um, just take twenty and hope no one notices. <laughs> and like, you can't do it with halflings because you need this missing piece of the puzzle, and that is deep root strong branch. So he is a three man star player at three hundred. He's moved to strength seven. Edge 1, armor 10. So as far as treatment go, he's as slow as your regular ones, he's as agile as your regular ones, he's as tough as your regular ones, but he has strength 7. Gets those 3 die blocks. Yeah, 3 die blocks all day, and it gets even better. He's got loner, he's got block, mighty blow. So you've got a strength 7 block, mighty blow guy. It's, it is massive. And this guy is the main reason to play halflings. Yeah. He yeah. is so much fun. He's something else, isn't he? Absolutely. Treebeard's revenge. <laughs> he, he's just absolutely minces through player after player after player. He's got stand, farm, uh, stand firm, strong arm, thick skull, throw teammate, the same as regular treatment. So technically, you're paying 180k for block a mighty blow and one more strength. Yes. But that is the best 180k you will ever take. And if for some, un, you know, if he does get blocked and they do break his arm or he does not get knocked over and get gang fouled, because he's a star player, he just keeps coming back and he's free. Yeah. He is free because all you're using is your team your team value. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on Deep Root Strong Branch? Um, we spoke about Deep Root in a previous episode as well. And I think we came out and he was probably the best big guy that was available at the time. It was just for the money, particularly when you look at him compared to, say, Morgan Thorg. Uh, yeah. He was spent 130k more on Morgan Thorg. And... I don't think you get better better value from Morg. Ripper is up there as well. With being because this I think this is the True. episode we spoke about. That Ripper. was it, because Ripper's got that Ripper's two seventy, isn't he? Something like that. Two seventy K and he's basically a he's strength six. With no really stupid. He's got no downsides. Talking of known downsides, Deep Root does not have take root. He does not. So no, that's true. So he can just keep powering on. Yeah. Powering on those two spaces. I found that blitzing with him is a joy. So blitzing on a two with a two movement guy. It's never two move. It's always there's someone three squares away. Move, move, go for it, blitz. Okay, you, you risk, you know, he's got loner, so it's 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 risky, but if you don't roll two ones You're right. well, if you don't roll one one, hmm. um he's delivering a strength seven mighty blow block hit. Yeah. Which is which is huge. And, you know, three squares feels like a mile when you've got regular treatment um, and an entire team that's movement five. You've got to play a really close-knit defense with halflings, if you can play defense with halflings. Um, and, and deep root just makes the difference. So, like Craig said, having that roster that hits the the, the 970 mark with your inducements yeah. is so important. It's more important for halflings than it is for goblins. Because deep root at 300 and your halfing master chef, which comes at 100 instead of 300, mm. is massive. And you can do that by taking your one reroll team. You're going to rob one to two rerolls each half. So you're running two to four rerolls. Okay. As your league develops, or the likelihood of the other teams is higher. So 
a BB1 for some reason. Every team seems to be 1300. I was like, you know what, I can't afford an extra reroll. So I started with two, and I went with 11 halflings and, and two treemen. You can still get deep root, because my first match was 700k down, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Fortunately, the one's got wizards. So I took a wizard. I took deep root. Yep. And then I ended up filling up the, the difference with um, like kegs, just to try and just to try and salvage something. Um, and, you know, it worked out all right, but deep root is the main reason. Three, three treemen, one of them with mighty blow, strength seven blood. It's massive, isn't it? It's yeah. huge. So, as for actual game strategy, has anyone got any good learnings? No, I've never. I've played with them a long time ago, but I, I'm a big believer in playing safety. Yeah. And always keeping safety. And I think if I played flings, I would need at least two at the back <laughs> just to feel a bit better about the fact that I might be able to salvage something. Yeah. But I think you'd be needing, like we said earlier, maybe a guy with wrestle or two to be able to play that safety role properly dive in take the ball carrier down and really upset someone so I know you can score three touchdowns in a game with halflings Greg um. as does Rich <laughs> yeah. I don't know how but uh, I managed it I thought I just said yeah having that that screen right at the front yep. three sort of a semicircle of three treemen right at the front and then just this swarm of flings Nearby, yeah, at the end, and you kind of have your, your ball carrier kind of in the middle. You've 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 taken the cage and and just surrounded it. Then some, but they're so squishy that you can't rely on just having a cage. So you just kind of layer it up and up and up, <laughs> yeah. a sort of onion cage of halflings. I found like I end up with a tree man arrow. Yes, yeah, just a so pointy arrow. Three trees in the front, it. and a mob of halflings with a guy in the, with the ball in the middle. Now the great thing is because they've got dodge and stunty, they can break out of their own cage real easy. Yes. Mm. So yeah. actually, if one half of your cage does get destroyed, they just run through everybody else from the other side. Yeah. So once once you get six, seven squares up the pitch, you're within the danger. You know, you're not quite in the red zone, but you're in the orange zone, and that's the point. If you can get there, you've got it. It's getting there. <laughs> yeah. I found it's, it's not really a struggle, but when you get there and you and you fling that fling, yeah, hmm. <laughs> and he hits the ground and he just runs in, yeah, for that last bit. It's it's pretty glorious. I've been I've been running a pretty mean, well, a pretty attempting to be mean running game with halflings. I'm not good at caging. That's why I go for hard uh, high edge teams or just the high variance teams. But I've been trying to do the cage crawl with halflings. Hmm. And blitzing with your treeman or following up box with your treeman, you can get there. You kind of take two turns to get four squares up the board. Yeah. Then you get one turn where your halfling mob just runs somewhere, pins people in place, and gives you the little halfling cage. And if they can't get to you, you, you can go you can get in there. Yeah. I think that's probably the safest way to do it. But using throw teammate as your backup. Yep. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the safe way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it takes four five turns to get up there, and it's 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 difficult. And that's what happens is someone else will go. I'm going to make the risky block, and because they're strength three, it's a one or two die block. So they manage to get into your cage. You're done for. Yep. Um, even with dodge. Even with dodge. Yeah. That's why I think having a guy with block, just one guy with block, makes a massive difference because then they're hitting a blodger. Developing a tree men, I, I liked guard. I got no doubles with my tree men. 
which is probably why I was relying on Deep Root. But both my guys had guard. <coughs> and strength three halflings are far better than strength two halflings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is world's different. Um, I, yeah, I, I, block is block and guard where possible. Obviously block if you absolutely can on a uh, on a tree man. Yeah. Um, but guards grab maybe keep them close. If you can Keep chain block around. with a, a grabbing tree man, that's quite cool. I do think guard would be my first choice for a tree man. It has been so far. Because they've already got strong arm. Break tackle might be another option. Yeah, break tackle. I mean, you're rocking with that strength. Turn down. You could get into a cage as well. <laughs> really easy with break tackle and a strength six. <laughs> strength six five. So three really plus. And what about something like multi-block? Multi-block on strength six is really good as well. I think I think I might have been doing it wrong. I think by guard I was like, you know what, this is a super combo. I'm gonna make my halflings normal players for thirty k. Like I've got I've got half price human linemen here. This is unstoppable. <laughs> I can cage crawl my way to victory. But yeah, maybe 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 that's not the best way to do it. But I have found it useful because not only does that guard make your regular guy strength three, so you can get decent blocks with halflings. If you can get a decent block with a halfling, it's basically a free block, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, because you think as a halfling, as, a, as an offence or defence, you're, you're, for your punching, you get three blocks a turn, mm-hmm. right? Tree yeah. man, tree man, deep root. Yeah. If, you, if you've got guard there and an assist with another halfling, and you get a halfling making a two-die block, you've, you've got another tree man. Like, you've just Effectively, increased yeah. your blocks 30%, which can be quite useful. Or, you know, you get that assist, which means you can push a guy into a tree man so the tree man can make its block because it can't manoeuvre yep. to where you want to be. Now, we spoke about Deep Root and he's a a must-have. Absolutely. If you've got plus strength on one of your tree men, would you still take him? Ah, all day long. Or would yeah, you that, not consider others? So about a three-die block. <sighs> it's a tough one because if you're getting strength, you're getting doubles. So really, what is what is better, strength six block or strength seven raw? I love the idea of strength seven, mm. but I think statistically block might be better. It's a better yeah. defensive skill. Yeah, and that's actually biggest kind of you know, there. There you are, Mario. Trying to keep him upright. Yeah. Trying to keep him upright, and, and the thing that's stopping your halflings just getting out to steamrolls. Yeah, maybe maybe block would be the better. Block, I think, is the more sensible choice. But seven for glory. If you can build your own deep root, <laughs> yeah. that's it, it? two deep roots, that's amazing. And Scary, the first right? step to that is strength, because you're more likely to roll a double than you are to roll strength. In fact, you're six times more likely to roll double. Hmm. Well, five times more likely yeah. to roll doubles than you are to roll strength. Unless you give me your dice. Yeah, unless which does it. <laughs> strength eight tree man. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled five sixes in a row last time I went to pool. But you still drew. Yeah. What a waste. That's because it almost came up with five ones in a row directly <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yes, that was my final with this. Um, <laughs> so the internet agrees. Tree men, halfling block. Break tackle, grab, multi-block, guard are all great skills. Break tackle yeah. is great to get the guy in there. Grab is great to get the guy somewhere where he can be punched by somebody else or just out of the way. Multiple block, because actually on the line, a strength six guy is going to do boom, boom, two strength, four blocks. Yeah. That's huge. Um, doubles block 
or pro, which is quite an interesting suggestion. Yeah. But everybody knows the ultimate stat up for a tree man is move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. so you yeah, you oh, extra, <laughs> extra points for going off. Well, I'll tell you what, what about a leap on a halfling? That could be quite interesting. I can't see any practical reason for it, but it just it would be, be wonderful to watch. He's not going to do anything when he gets there. It'll be like skimming a stone on water, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. Launch right. the treatment as he comes along straight over the top. <laughs> so I think that is basically the core, the core elements of halflings. Yeah. Halflings are chap, chaff, and replaceable, and don't get attached to them. Your treatment, they're key pieces. Deep root is the extra position all that team doesn't have. Listed. Mm, You've yeah. got to keep your team value low so you can afford him and a halfling master chef. Because while that does give you your rerolls, it also affects their team. It's a debuff for their yes, strategy. And for a hundred K is an absolute bargain. Yeah. Yeah. And for defending with halflings, I've found that you can't really. You can have these you guys at the back to hassle, but because the, the everything's a two die block against them, it's real tough. So I've been finding that having some guys towards the back to hassle just to just to just to throw out that extra die roll they've got to dodge away from you. But I've been using the rest of my halflings to channel people into my treatment. Mm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I can't really stop you scoring, but I'm gonna try and take out three of your players. I'm gonna tree man, tree man, tree man, foul. To to try and limit you down. Because if I can get you down to six players, you can't stop me scoring. Mm. And then I can score that stunty win that other people call a draw. Yeah. <laughs> I think from, from the, the screen at the back, that protection. Yeah. I think from my perspective, it would be would be just to hassle them into scoring sooner. Yeah. Like if, 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 some, if your opponent's going to score, you don't want them hanging around. Yeah, to you don't want that grind there. That grind, because, yeah, you, you're going to run out of the grind. clock. You, you, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. If you threaten them into scoring, then yeah. it means you have another another go at yeah it's kind of like with mummies isn't it that the, the, the limited the movement is that you actually you get a couple of few a few turns of blocking with your treatment and then if yeah. they can if you guys take root and they can't follow up the blocks and they guys get away all you can do is you're just wasting time then you can't stop the scoring and you're not grinding them out with their yeah. players so at that point yeah it's, uh, it's, it's quite an interesting team are there any good matchups for uh, halflings Ogres. Ogres. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely loved my game against Ogres. I managed to draw one all, so I haven't won with them, but yeah. it was it was amazing. And again, it was that feeling of this is like mutually assured destruction, <laughs> but yeah. I had the better side of it. Now, he was getting like a decent box with the Ogres, but on a one-to-one, a halfling to cancel out to make my treatment better was great and then just absolutely two die knocking the stuntlings around this, the stuntlings around was great fun they should definitely be called stuntlings stuntlings <laughs> coming to you yeah, from the Bonehead podcast yeah I, I don't think there is a I, I think against regular teams no no elves was horrible elves oh. obviously just don't even go there yeah because they they take your dodge out elves pearls was just 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 all I could do was kill stuff. I lost 2-0, which wasn't too horrific. No. But he, uh, he ended up with seven players left because I just kept feeding the treeman. Yeah. And against armor seven, like, the, the, it's, it's good good odds. I didn't have how to play a Skaven team. I imagine that'd be quite interesting because the gutter runners, normally people can't stop them, but you've got a load of guys, and strength two is not a problem. Hmm. Yeah, when you are strength two. Yeah. Gutter runner... 
their strength too. One of the weaknesses um, for the Skaven is that their, their main scoring piece is weaker than everyone else's safety. Halflings, your main weakness is that everybody is weaker than everybody on the other team. If you're not weaker than their main scoring piece, it takes away that that that, that difference. So I yeah. think I could defend quite well against Skaven with with, uh, with halflings, but I would have that deeper defense. Yeah, yeah, um, you need to be quite far back to deal with it. Yeah. One question I do have for you, which is probably the last question before we go into the start players of the halflings, is what are Games Workshop going to do with the halfling roster? They'll keep it the same. I, I think they will. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to mess around. People love the halflings purely for what they are. I agree that they need something else, but I think that there's too much love for as they are yeah. for G Dubs to, too much to do. Yeah, it's not worth it for them. I don't think. While I think you're both probably right, playing in the Stunty League and playing against pro halflings that mm. do have just a couple of guys who are slightly different makes the team really, really interesting. And I would love to see just one more positional for the Halflings. I don't Yeah, care. just something silly, like a, an 0-2. Something you, you can only take a couple of. 0-2 positional, or or a single Halfling Doom Diver, which would make them super powerful, I think. But just that one little element of, this is cool. Yeah, just something where you've got that extra yeah. facet, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. because... We're going to move on to star players, and the thing is with the halfling star players is they're all players. They're not weapons. They're not positionals. So yeah. goblins and ogres, they have star players which are positionals as well. Yeah. Bombardier, the the chainsaw guy. Halflings don't have any of that craziness that you normally get from a stunty team. Mm. Okay. So we're going to move on to star players in a moment. So normally we would talk about a star player or two, but this episode we're going to talk about all the available star players for the Halfling team as is written on the CRP or has been adjusted by BB2016. Yes. Until the spike comes out, there is a great document which is the the NAF team guide. Yeah. And in that it lists all the uh, inducements a team can take, all the positionals obviously, and all the star players. If the star player does not exist within the CRP rules, it lists where you can get it from. Mm. So this document is absolutely fantastic, and I'm going to print out at least two copies for our league because it's really, really, really useful. Very handy. Yeah. We all we do have the death zones, so we there is one um, star player that's not listed here that we can still talk through. So we'll start at the top and work our way down. Bertha Big Fist. I feel like we've spoken about her recently. We did. <coughs> Last, Last episode. episode. Yeah. So, 290, uh, 6 move, 5 strength, 2 edge, armor 9. So she's an ogre with an extra movement. Skills are loner, bonehead, break tackle, dodge, mighty blow, thick skull, and throw teammate. So, a fast ogre with break tackle and dodge. Literally defensive. <laughs> well, the cage buster. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's dodging on a 2 plus most places mm-hmm. with a re-roll on dodge so let me think so edge 5 is a 1 plus dodge so take 1 tackle zone that's a 2 plus take 2 tackle zone so she's dodging into 2 tackle zones on a 3 plus with mm-hmm. a re-roll yep countering the fact she's got loan and then strength 5 so you're basically going to be 3 plus re-roll 3 plus 2 die block to take yeah. out something that's good so as far as halflings are concerned that's a really mobile big guy defence yeah, that's yeah. I really wish I'd thought about this when I had that seven hundred because I was looking. I was like, oh, I can't take Morg. I'll just take some other stuff. 
but berth a big fist for a halfling team that does struggle with defence because your big guys, your your only players, are so limited on movement, having a six move, agile big guy could be a mm. massive playing piece. So if That's you're playing thing, you've taken deep root, if you're playing a thirteen hundred team, you take deep root and then you take Bertha Big Fist mm. to dodge in somewhere and punch that ball out. Um, and then you can spend all day throwing halflings. Oh. I mean, I'm not used to it with the halfling team, but I think I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's an interesting fix. It's just that that cost. Two ninety is huge. Yeah, when you when you're really spending, say, I mean, uh, yeah, when you're really spending four hundred k on inducements, Indu- mm. yeah, for um deep deep root and the deep, halfling master chef, yeah, exactly. And then even if uh, it's not even that much of a difference between her and deep root. Lesser inducements, I'll just fall back onto Bertha because she's only 10k less. Well, what I would well, that's a really good point actually. So, if you do take that 10th halfling and you end up playing against a team that's 950, or you're playing against goblins who tend to build a, a 900 list at one mil starting, she's not much cheaper. I think, I think you've got to take these star players, the bigger ones, as if you right, you've taken deep already. Because yeah. you you wouldn't I don't think you would ep, I don't think you would ever take Bertha instead of Deep Root. No, I don't think you would. Um, even if it's just for theme. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would be that case where you, you are rocking something like a seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, you're starting half team difference. and you're playing a thirteen hundred team. Yeah, and and you know you take her in addition to Deep Root. I mean that'd be a hell of a team. Four big guys. Yeah, would be insane, wouldn't it? Yeah. Two trees, one mega tree, and this. And agile or ogre. Agile ogre, yeah. And we spoke about Bertha, but from a view of a different team. Yeah. Where it didn't add a lot, but this player adds quite a lot to the halfling team. It does, it does. I could see an argument for her instead of Deep Root. I just um, choose not to listen to it. <laughs> I, that would be... I, out of the three of us, I'd probably be the one probably most likely to take Bertha over Deep Root. Uh, you like moving around. I do like moving around. Yeah. <laughs> I like break tackle. You love break tackle. That's a really good shout. Uh, we'll come back to Carla Von Kill because she's in DZ2, which means we'll have to swap page. So we'll go straight to Morg. Yeah. 430, 6-6, Loner, block, mighty blow, fix skull, throw teammate. This guy is huge. Uh, move 6, strength 6, armor 10, edge 3, so he's doing normal stuff. <laughs> you know, 430, he is massive. He can still throw your teammates. Uh, he doesn't have strong arm, so he can throw not as far as your trees. But for an extra hundred, does he? Give, what does he give you more than deep root? Okay, he gives you four squares of movement more than deep root, and he's still strength six. Gives you two more agility. So let's put you in this position, Craig. You can take deep root or morgue. What do you do? I think I'll take deep root. Okay. You don't get the movement. You do get that extra strength. Strength seven is huge. But you get the agile or the the more maneuverable bash. Which you don't have at all on a halfling team. Because unless you can funnel the, the guys to the treatment, yeah. you're not getting them to anyone so, really easily. So straight off the bat, you, you have to take that halfling master chef. Okay, you don't have to, but we're assuming that for a regular build you've taken the master chef. I can I can really see there's a, there's a great choice there between Bertha, Deep Root, and Morgue. Mm. There is a great choice. I mean, Deep Root is your go-to because 130 difference is huge. You're not yeah. going to get a chance to use more very often, and you don't think you're ever going to get a chance to use both of them. Um, that would be great fun. It would be insane fun. 
but I think Morg is a real good option uh, with a bit more edge. Um, but it, it, it does then become the morgue show, where Deep Root fits in with the trees, and, and you tend to use them all very similarly, just with he's got an edge to help your other treeman, where morgue is, is he's running around doing everything. Yep. Yeah. He's got griff disease. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're out of the cash to, to spend. Well, possibly go for Bertha for that mobile punch. Yeah. And then you've got, what, 140 <laughs> remaining... You could almost do Bertha Big Fist and Willow Rosebud for the same price as Morgan Thor. Well, you can do Bertha Big Fist and Puggy Bacon Breath for the same price, which was a mm. great, beautiful segue. So, Puggy <laughs> Bacon Breath, 140k, uh, movement 5, strength 3, edge 3, armor 6. So here is that mighty halfling with strength yes. 3. Loner, he has got block, he has got dodge, nerves of steel, right stuff, and stunty. So this guy is strength three blocker for a halfling, which makes him feel huge. Yep. Okay. Nerves of steel. What advantage does that give him in there? In catch. In catch. And pass. And pass. And pass. So he is the guy that can throw that ball out of there or catch it. But really, you're using him as a halfling bruiser. Because, you know, even though he is only strength three, strength three block... You know, everyone human blitz human blitzers are great. Like yeah. you know, he's a slow human blitzer with no armor. Um, <laughs> but he's he's dodging into places on a three plus. But with dodge as well. Well that's so, it. With a dodge reroll. So sure he you know, he's not gonna get a two die block against somebody, but no. he will get a pretty consistent one die block on someone. And someone's gonna have to roll a power just to get him down. Yeah. So I think he's he's pretty good utility player. Yeah. So you mentioned Willow. Willow Rosebark is a 150k for movement 5, strength 4, edge 3, and armor 8. Um, Lona Dauntless, sidestep, thick skull. <clears throat> That's some cracking value there, isn't it? Yeah, you get great value. I played against her at the Stunty Cup. I did, yeah, against Pug. Yeah, great. Absolutely great guy. Heck of a halfling team. Mm. Um, really fun player. Really fun play, Really fun coach, actually. Yeah. Um, so, strength 4. For 150k, is good. Is great for halflings. Yeah, it definitely gives you that punch, doesn't it? Sidestep keeps them in the fight. Thick mm-hmm. skull means that with armor eight, if she goes down, you know she might actually just get away with being a stunned. Dauntless is quite cool. So I, I've, ne- I've never really been able to understand what she does. But she's a pretty good utility player for extra muscle. I think that's it, isn't it? It's she's given them. She's given them the option of still having some strength without costing the earth. I almost kind of say Dauntless on a strength four. It's to be able to match your big boys, isn't it? But it it is, but... (laughs) But for 150k, big guys are 150k, aren't they? Ogres are 150. 140, sorry. So she's, you know, on a two plus, she gets a one-day block against an ogre. Mm Mm-hmm. Edge three, strength four. You know there is a ball carrier there. She's more um, of a support player, isn't she? Yeah. She's there to be able to take that beating when necessary if you need to break away halfling or so, otherwise. Yeah, she was really good at the stunty cut, mm. but that's because everyone was strength two. Yeah. So she was de facto strength five. Yeah. Which was brilliant in a regular league. Strength four is not huge. Most teams have a strength four player. Yeah. All of your teams have at least 
<laughs> Many straight yeah. four players. Yeah, true. But you know, you know, chaos, ogres, um, orcs. Everyone has. You know, mm. there's there's a lot of straight four out there. Where she would just bounce off. So I'm not. You know, I think uh, I think picking up a vibe here, Craig. Where you're not completely sold on Willow Rosebark. No, I, I think maybe particularly with the um, the lady she stood next to in that <laughs> list. She's she is kind of the, the poor man's Zara. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So, Zara the Slayer. Depending on your league, who may or may not exist going forward. does look like she's been replaced by Carla Von Kill. Mm-hmm. So we'll go Zara, then we'll go Carla. So Zara the Slayer, uh, 270. So that is pricey. Is. Movement 6, Strength 4, Edge 3, Armor 8. Loner, Block, Dauntless. I see where you're coming from, Craig. Dodge, Jump Up, Stab and Stakes. So stakes is something that is not even considering. It's a very niche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stab is great. Jump up is great recovery. Dodge. Okay, she's edge three, so dodge is all right. It's a great defensive skill. Dauntless. Has she strength four as well? So she's got the same thing, but she's got block and stab. Have you uh, have you used Zara before, either of you guys? No, I've not. No. I haven't either because it gets to that point where it's like 300k deep root please mm. uh, you know but that there's a lot of utility there and while 270 is quite a lot she is significantly better than Willow Rosebark but at an extra price of 120 but is she better than Bertha, Bertha Bigfist because you're looking at a similar sort of prices there as well I think it's about what tool you want mm. so Bertha is a big fist <laughs> let's face it like that yeah. does that yeah it's a random Zara something nippy that, that bludge dauntless means you really can get in there and try and uh, and, and try and take out somebody's bruiser yeah and jump up to, to keep her in the fight as well yeah oh, I love jump up jump up is great apparently not on halflings but still really good <laughs> Um, I, I like stab. I don't think it's something you you, you know you'll do very often with Zara, unless no. you just got a prime opportunity to pop an AV6 something or other. Or you're playing against Undead because of the stake. Yes, absolutely. So Carla von Kill. Yeah. <laughs> Carla von Kill. Uh, Two hundred and twenty. So that's less. Uh, movement six, strength four, edge three, armor eight. So even though Halflings are a strength 2 roster, they can take a lot of punch. Yep. Yes. I'll say a lot. They can take 0-2 punch uh, and 2 treatments. So she has Block, Dauntless, Dodge, Jump Up and Loner. So for 50k, she loses from going from Zara to Carla, Stab and Stakes. You know what? You're not really going to use that Stab very often anyway. She becomes yeah. a blitzer as opposed to a stabber, doesn't she? Yeah. For 220k. That's much more... Yeah, at which point that conversation between Zara and Bertha or Carla and Bertha becomes a lot more palatable. Yeah, because yeah. 70k, say you have the money for it, while uh, Bertha will be better at getting into places to punch with, Carla's a lot, a lot more bouncier. I think you've got a lot of... You've got Dauntless, so they can still take out the big guy, but you've got Bludge to defend, like you said, Craig. You've got Jump Up to keep her in the fight. Um, and you, you know, you've you also got a keg. Yeah. Which is very useful mm-hmm. when you've got AV6. But it's almost yeah. your chef, isn't it? Well, 
Well, in that case, it is a, you're exactly right. Yeah, it is a chef. So Carlo, I think, is a great addition. And if Zara was to go away, which I think will be the case, yep. I don't think you would ever take Zara instead of Carlo unless you're up against Undead or you literally just have 50k spare. Yeah, you'd go Carlo, wouldn't you? Yeah, you've already got your two kegs. And, yeah, and, yeah, and you've <clears> already <throat> bought two kegs. You'd go with Zara. What I want to do now is buy one of those... Um, what, the Ford World? No, I think they'd be the cross-dressing ogres. <laughs> yep. For a, for a birthday <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. yeah, the man-eaters. The man-eaters, yeah. Happily named as well. Yeah, the one with the rolling pen over yeah. our shoulder. It's quite funny, one of the guys at Stunty Cup we gave the spot prizes to was like, I'm going to use this as my birth of Big Fist. <laughs> and, uh, and after going through the rules, I think I'm a bit honoured with that. It'll do, I'll take it. It breaks tackle dodge, is kind of two heads. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good rule set. Happy with that. Right, so the, the brief on the star players, Deep Root is top. And then you've got a bunch of utility guys. I say utility. They perform the same role. It's just a which di- different different types of punch. Yeah, for me, the I think if you're looking for punch, it's going to be a toss-up between Bertha and Carla. Yeah, it's on your budget. Um, if you're taking Morgan Deep root strong branch or you all you your plan just has to be to murder yeah Uh, (laughs) you're not playing blood bowl at that point you're just trying you're playing blood yeah (laughs) (laughs) leave the bowl at home i i do i'm going to come back to the fact that i do think they need something they need a middle ground in there don't they well they need something something else something else something like a bomber a little bit spicy or a chainsaw yeah no a halfling would never take a chainsaw with all those trees around him Oh, yeah, that does that. that does Think about the flashbacks theme. to the two towers, there, isn't it? <laughs> well, let's not be hasty. I think it's a good shout because I think what they're missing is they're missing a. <laughs> thank you, Craig. They're missing a cheap star. They're missing an 80k star. Yeah. Goblins have got them. They do. And that's the cool thing where you've got Deep Root. Deep Root is, for all intents and purposes, rostered to your team. Mm-hmm. You don't need to roster him, but he is a part of that team. If you buy a halfling team and don't get three trees, you're kind of running... You're kind of in the same place as running a two black orc orc team. Yeah. It's you just not quite right. Thing. And I think having that extra little bit of spice that can be affordable would give this team something a bit more exciting. Something yeah. 60, something 80, something in there where there's, a, there's an alternative build because at the moment there's really just one and then, do I take Bertha, Deep Root, or more? Yeah, whether it's just the Strength 3 guy, or maybe somebody with Block. Yeah. That you can just throw in. A couple of, couple of guard halflings. Something like, yeah. yeah you want that little bit of actually. Something to give that build. Now, the great thing about Wood Elves, said no one ever, um, <laughs> is, there is there is two builds. One is optimal, one is suboptimal. You go War Dancers, or you go Tree Man. Mm-hmm. But there is the option for someone to go, I'm, gonna, I'm, the, I'm the tree man wood elf guy. With halflings, there is halflings. What I would absolutely love to see is Games Workshop to bring out a star player just that has something to do with Lord of the Rings. Just something. Whether it is Merriam... Bill by Baggins rocks up. No, but Mary, no, not actual Lord of the Rings, but Merriam Pippin like, has a team. Yeah. Or Samwise Gamgee, base guy who has guard and fan favourite because everyone loves him and he makes everyone around him better. Just it's a little. There's room for a homage there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And a nod to it. Yeah. I think that would be that would be quite cool. You could also do the same with an alternative treeman. Another treeman star player would be quite cool. Even if it's smaller. 
even if you go down like the, the willow rose barks yeah something that's in the middle well here you go let's go full bonehead <laughs> what happens if they up the amount of tree men you can take you wouldn't really want deep root anymore would you would that not be cool not yeah, to six tree men <laughs> no they wouldn't be able to because of the strength of the halflings compared to the strength of the snothings not to four tree men not to four so tree men yeah if you could take three I guess you would potentially yeah I don't know if I would take deep root you wouldn't you would take Bertha Carla the you would take that you'd turn the, the yeah, more so mobile you'd take like Willow Carla or um, or Pudgy yeah you would that. You would take that extra thing there even if it was not to three Freeman yeah. It just that. takes that out, doesn't it? Mm. To change up the build ever so slightly. Now I'm a, I want I want a full on troll team with six trolls, you know. And I think having six more, trolls, more big six guys, Gretchen. six trolls against six Treemen would be great fun for the Treemen. But you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would love to see them change that up. I think it would break the mold. But they broke the mold when they brought in the Doom Diver for goblins, and that while they're still a tier three team. The one-turn touchdown, the scoring potential of goblins now with that one extra positional has added that bit of salt to the recipe. It's, yeah, it's that reliability in an otherwise unreliable team. Yeah. Mm. Makes a little bit of MSG that means that <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. And I think that there's a little bit of spice they could add with halflings and there's so much they could do with it, mm. which is awesome. And I don't care what it is, I just love them to add that little extra. A Bretonian knight. Anything. I hope they have balls that look like loaves of bread. <laughs> Cakes. Nice yeah. big Belgian buns as they are. Yeah. The guy at the bottom here looks a bit like Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of looks like a nice little farmhouse loaf under his arms. That's a great point. I mean, I don't know whether they have a. Maybe they won't have a wizard, but they might have some kind of chef. Or something. Yeah, Special could, baker. Yeah. Not, Exploding buttons. Not just that takes their rerolls away, but I don't know. It could be a really great one where they're like, and this guy cooks something, and if you cast the spell, the entire. Every like master gets, chef and a sous chef yeah. and a sous chef yeah. gives you a different. Get, everyone has to move one square to the sideline. I like that sous chef <laughs> one. <laughs> that would just be really funny. Everyone moves one square to the sideline. Driven to the, to the smell that's coming from the side. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just. Yeah. There's so much theme, there's so much fun there for Halflings already. Um, Games Workshop have got a really great opportunity to, to bring them up to the, the spoils that goblins have got. Yeah, yeah, there's there's great opportunity to that. But then they'd have to do the same with Ogres in the not-too-distant future. And they absolutely should. Because two positionals, just, we're asking for just a not-to-two, just something, just something else. Yeah. Something else so that there's a two-different team build would be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I agree. But the models look great. And I can't wait to see what comes out next for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see them. It's just those faces are a bit too hyper-realistic. I think it's probably the painting style. Yeah. I guarantee you mine won't. Mine will look like Kiss of the Flesh and Agrax. <laughs> that guy looks a bit like Mr. Anderson. Well, not Mr. Anderson, but... Um, you're, you're on about what matrix? Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving with a broken nose. <laughs> he does, actually. Mr. Anderson... Oh, I mean, that's going to be his name now. Mr. His Baker. name isn't even Mr. Anderson. Mr. Mr. Bacon Smith. Yeah. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. The Steve Buscemi. And there's definitely a Gordon Ramsay. There was a Gordon Ramsay in there. Yeah, I think it might be uh, yeah, the blonde one. And
um, Terminal King. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some great models coming out for Halflings. They're a brilliant team to play. Um, just go and give them a go. Don't expect to win. Just expect to struggle and enjoy the rest of your teams much, much, much more. <laughs> Greg, thank you ever so much for joining us and thank sharing you your Halfling you. wisdom. You. And, um, you know, have a great time. So that's everything we've got tonight. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. And don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one.